Recorded live. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God. What a mighty God. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God. What a mighty God. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God. What a mighty God, what a mighty God we serve. Father, I give you praise. I give you honor. We give you the honor, we give you glory, we praise you, God. You Lord of Lords, you kings of kings, we thank you, God. God, we thank you. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. You're awesome, you're wonderful. Your Lord of Lords, your kings of kings. Thank you, God. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You're awesome. You're wonderful. We thank you, God. We thank you for the blood. The blood, the power in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Hallelujah, God, you're awesome. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, thank you, God, you're awesome. You're wonderful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, we thank you, we praise you. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for divine protection. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, you're awesome. You're wonderful. Lord of Lord, kings of kings. Thank you, God. We praise you. We worship you, God. Hallelujah. Because you Lord of Lords and you kings of kings. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, you're awesome. Thank you, God, you're wonderful. We just want to praise and give you honor. We cover this line with the blood of Jesus. We cover everyone with the blood of Jesus. Father, as I decrease, you increase tonight. Holy Spirit, move by your signs, wonders, and miracles. As I decrease, power of God will increase. Hallelujah, we just pray tonight. Salvation will take place. Healing will take place. Deliverance will take place. Signs and wonders will take place. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise you, you're awesome. You're wonderful, God. Lord of Lords, kings of kings, hallelujah. Thank you, God, you're awesome. You're wonderful, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. We thank you. We praise you. You get all the honor. You get all the praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship you, God. We praise you. You're awesome. 
You're wonderful. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Good evening, everyone. I'm your host. Prophetess Rosalind Jennings. I want to welcome everyone in the chat room, everyone online. I thank God for each and one of you. And we just thank God. Salvation is taking place tonight. Healing is taking place tonight. Deliverance, restoration is taking place tonight. Hallelujah. Signs and wonders and miracles are taking place tonight. And I just want to thank each and one of you. We're here every Monday, every Wednesday, every Friday at this time. But right now, I'm going to um, give me a moment so I can get the music together. Hallelujah. Get the music together. Play some music. I am minister tonight. Unfortunately, Pastor Edward is doing a live service there in uh, Port Elizabeth, uh, South Africa. So he's not going to be joining us tonight. He'll be um, back Monday, um, same time, 7 p.m., to continue the teaching. Amen. So I just want to thank God. Let me go ahead and get the music and everything in order. Amen. Amen, Father. I'm just thanking you.
know, I thank God for the blood of Jesus. Amen. The blood cleanses, the blood washes. Amen. The blood of Jesus. And, you know, this time in life, especially doing ministry on the message on forgiveness, the devil will use people to try to discourage and, and, you know, but you know what? The Bible says no weapon will form against me or this ministry. Amen. This ministry is saving lives. Somebody say saving lives. People are being healed. Somebody said being healed. People are being delivered, amen, and set free through the power of forgiveness. But I'm, tonight I want to ask everybody to stand with me and sow a seed of $25 or more. We have a uh, power of forgiveness, started a TV ministry here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and we need your financial help. You know, First Corinthians chapter nine, eleven tells it tells us, you know, about giving support, and the Bible says, "Give, and it should be given to you." Amen. Um, there are a lot of things we need, to, but we need your financial support. We know it takes. Everybody says, "Take, take money to do ministry." In ministry, you need money, you need favor, you need laborers, you need people to help you. I need people to get the word out. I need people to, you know, to send out e-blasts, texts. Um, I have a flyer that you can put on your wall, on your Facebook, your Twitter. Get the word out. Amen. Uh, so many people need to hear this message on forgiveness. So many people are sick. Like I was sick 15 years because of unforgiveness. Amen. So many people need to let go of resentment, bitterness, pride. Amen. And the reason why a lot of people cannot let go because of what? Pride. So we need your financial support tonight. Amen. We need your help tonight. We need your help to get the word out. Amen. Amen. So contact me. Contact me. There's two ways to contact me. Everybody say Facebook. Facebook. On Facebook, you type in Power of Forgiveness Ministries. You can inbox me. Also, have my own personal uh, Facebook page, Roslyn. That's R. O-S-A-L-Y-N, Jennings, J-E-N-N-I-N-G-S. Look for Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. 
I didn't even know they had so many robberies, but only one of me. And you see the logo, Power of Forgiveness. Also, they email me. Email me because I need your financial support. I need your help. If you want to become a prayer warrior, stand and lift me up like Aaron and Joshua did for Moses. Amen. He said, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for the ministry. I'm believing in God that this ministry will, will touch more uh, lives on TV, on radio. Amen. If you out there, if you have a radio show, a TV show, I would like to be your guest. This message has to come out, get out. So many people need to forgive and release. Amen. When you hear the message on forgiveness, it's saving lives, people being healed. People, and there are a lot of people out there that have testimonies. They need to contact me because uh, some people have, some people haven't, but there's people that listen and God touched their life and they got testimony, and I need to hear the testimony. People need to know what God is doing uh, through the power of forgiveness. Amen. So you can always email me at rosalindjennings at yahoo.com. That's all lowercase. Roslyn, that's R-O-S-A-L-Y-N, Jennings, J-E-N-N-I-N-G for George S. at yahoo.com. I need your financial support. I need uh, prayer warriors. I need people to help me get the word out, whether on Facebook, Twitter, uh, e-blast, just get the word out. Amen. Um, and I appreciate it. I will be here on this Sunday, the 27th, at 10.30 a.m. on uh, PCTV21.com. You will see me. Uh, the Power Forgiveness TV program. We just thank God because the, this message is an international, global message. Everybody is dealing with any type of uh, resentment, bitterness, and unforgiveness. Amen. And so the message has to go further. Amen. This message is bigger than talk show. It's bigger than blog talk. It's bigger than itself. Amen. The message on forgiveness. Amen. And I know so many people have gotten healed and delivered and breakthrough because they, they repented and they forgive. Amen. Amen. I'm not going to be too long tonight. Amen. I want everybody to start coming on time. I don't know why the people like to drag this stuff. It starts at 7. Amen. It starts at 7. But I'm going to go ahead and do the forgiveness exercise. And we want to welcome all our newcomers. Welcome. Um, the forget always come, prepare your pen your paper, your Bible, and come to sow a seed. Come to, to help, anyway. Amen. Whatever you can do, come and help. Amen. When you write the forgiveness exercise, you write down who you need to forgive. Write down yourself. Write down everybody you need to forgive. And then turn the paper on the other side and write down who you need to go back and apologize to. Amen. Um, Monday, I spoke from Matthew uh, chapter 18, verse 15 to 17. Now, there are some times in life you're going to have to go to people and say, I forgive you because I'm sorry because there are people you're going to have to say, I'm sorry to, or I forgive you because forgiveness is not about them. It's about you being set free. Amen. 
So I need to be set free. And it's God's grace, God's mercy, God's intervention. You cannot do it on your own. And let go of the pride. Pride will lead you straight to hell. Let go of the spirit of offense. That will lead you straight to hell. Let go of your anger. That will lead you straight to hell. Thank God I repent and renounce the spirit of anger. God, I repent and renounce the spirit of pride. God, I repent and renounce the spirit of offense. Amen. And God, you said in Psalms 51.10, create me a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me. Amen. Amen. Renew a right spirit. Amen. What's in your heart? Chapter 2, 1 say, what's in your wallet? The power of forgiveness ministry say, what's in your heart? Amen. Today, be honest with yourself. Be honest with God. Let God heal the broken heart. Let God touch that heart. Amen. And release. Take a deep breath and say, I release. I release. I release. Release it today in the name of Jesus. So we're going to go ahead and stand up and lift up our piece of paper to God. Amen. And we're going to pray this prayer of forgiveness. It says, Father, I confess in the past I've held unforgiveness, sometimes bitterness and resentment in my heart against certain people who have hurt or disappointed me. I now recognize this as a sin and confess it as a sin. For you have said in your word that if we confess our sins, excuse me, you are faithful. And just forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of our unrighteousness. I do not forgive the following people I can remember who have hurt or disappointed me. I now freely forgive all these people. I ask you to bless them and deliver them if they are living. Also forgive myself for all my many faults and failures, for you have freely forgiven me. Thank you, Father, for freedom. The load of unforgiveness, bitterness, and resentment in Jesus' name. Amen. You are free. Clap your hands and thank God that I'm free. I'm free and delivered from unforgiveness, bitterness, resentment, and pride. Amen. So we just thank God and you take that piece of paper and you throw it in the garbage. Amen. And walk in your freedom. And when the enemy brings up any negative thoughts from the fact that I Forgive. I'm free. I'm free in Jesus' name. Jesus said, Who the Son says free, what? It's free indeed. You are free in Jesus' name. Remember that. Say, I'm free in the name of Jesus. Amen. Tonight, I was like, God, do you want me to talk about generational curses slash ancestor curses? Because so many people are dealing with things they don't even know is coming from their bloodline and they need to pray against uh, premature death, pray against poverty, rejection, failure. So many people dealing with these generation curses. I say, well, do you want me to teach you on generation curses? I just got this good book from Apostle Tim. It's called Total Deliverance. Please, this is the best $10 I ever invested in myself. I have a lot of deliverance warfare books. This is one of the best books. I thank God. You know, I humble myself. And still bought the book in spite of me having other deliverance and warfare books. Amen. It's called Total Deliverance. Um, go to Amazon, type in Total Deliverance. 
Apostle Tim. He's there in Atlanta. I mean, this book is powerful. It really has you to repent from the sins of your ancestors. You don't know what your, what what demonic doors they open for you to cause your problems to be the problems you haven't. Amen. And I, I, I look over my life, there's some things that I've gone for deliverance. I've prayed different prayers. I said, God, um, you know, enough is enough with this spirit of death. As you know, um, my brother was in prison. He was coming home in eight months, but he's coming home in December of this year. And unfortunately, in April, four months ago, five months ago, unfortunately, they killed my brother. Amen. It's been very painful. In my time of grief, um, the pain of standing with a loved one in the prison system and expecting them to come home and the system itself killed him. Amen. And it's been very painful. Amen. Um, God has truly has taken me in the area of forgiveness. Because in my time of grief, where um, you know, where's my family? Where's my friends? Where are the people that I've given out? I was there for. You know, and so I've learned in life that support goes both ways. Never stay in relationship where you're doing all the giving. Never stay in relationship when you're going through something. They don't think about you. Amen. When you never leave anybody sick by themselves, grieving by themselves, hurting by themselves, number one, pick up the phone and check up on them at least once a week. Number two, Go feed them. Take them out. Number three, how many times you live in the Dollar Tree store? I mean, there's cars you can buy for 50 cents, two for a dollar, sympathy card, encouragement, picking up you. They have the free e-card, fruit basket, flowers. Uh, uh, you know, I love you. I mean, do something nice. I'm not, I just can't believe what I've gone through in my time of grief. Our people, your heart. I said, God, these are people of God. You know, their heart. I mean, it's very painful when you give and you give, and when it's time for you, no one thinks enough to do nothing nice. In my time of grief, I deserve to be treated right and nice. Amen. So I have to forgive at least a lot of people, forgive my family, and realize that I needed people that's going to celebrate me, not tolerate me, and and some people just not good for your health or your self-esteem, and don't. Just be always, uh, don't be no mighty lollipop sucker. Never allow no one just to take and use you. Support goes both ways. Giving goes both ways. Amen? And so I'll think about that, and I was thinking about this teaching I did about a year ago, dealing with spiritual amnesia, based on the scripture, um, where the where the king, um, the king released the debt, released the debt, and that same person that the king released the debt, but it was time for him to do the same thing. He didn't. And I was like, how many times of people we've been like that? God has healed us. God has delivered us. And then when it's time for us. To uh, do something nice from the body, we got spiritual amnesia. How many of us got spiritual amnesia that that God used somebody to to sow to help 
God healed you. God delivered you. Brother, make a way for you. It was God. He used people to help you. And now you're in a position to help someone that was in the same position as you instead of you stepping up help that person you um you you uh you, you get prideful you know you forgot who God helped who God used to help you but now it's time for you to help someone you want to get deep you want to quote scripture people didn't quote scripture when you needed help so we need to repent amen we need to repent for being prideful, and, and, and God works to people. Only religion, selfish people don't, you know, they get prideful. They think they don't have to help. God works through people, people, God. Don't, let's not get religion in deep. Amen. You didn't, you didn't get where you at by yourself. God used people. Amen. God used people to come along and help you. Don't ever forget what God has done for you, how he used people. God works through people. God himself is not going to just come down and do anything. He works through people. It's just the people are religious, the tradition, they're selfish, they're jealous, and they don't want to see, they don't want to help no one. They want everybody to help them, but they don't want to help no one. You can't go in life. It's helping each other. It's networking. Amen. And we all got to learn to network and help each other. Amen. Let go of the pride. Let go of the selfishness. Let go of that religion demon, you know, brushing people off because you're too selfish to help anyone. Amen. I'm looking for that scripture in the book of Matthew. And I'm turning to the book of Matthew online. Um, looking up a by the way. I'm looking for the book of Matthew. I know it's the book of eight, uh, chapter 18. Because this is so a lot of people need to be delivered. A lot of people need to repent to people that they should have been helping. They should have had more compassion for. You know, not don't ever look down on nobody. Amen. None of us have it all together. None of us. None of us. And this is... Uh, Um, I'm, I'm going to read it right now. Um, it's the book of Matthew, chapter 18, and I'm going to come from verse 23. Matthew 18, verse 23. It, it says, Therefore the kingdom of heaven it's like a king who wanted to settle account with his servant. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold were brought to him, verse 25. Since he was not able to pay the master order that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. And we understand that this man owed, owed what, the king, 10,000 bags of gold. He had a wife and he had children. He had a debt. And the king wanted his money. Verse 26, at, at this, the servant fell on his knees before him 
Be patient with me, he bade, and I will pay back everything. Verse 27, the servant master took pity. That's right, the word pity means mercy. Like God, God show us mercy. Like God shows mercy, God shows grace, God shows forgiveness. They took pity on him and canceled the debt. Now he took pity of, of the guy that owed him 10,000 bags of gold. He took, he took pity on him, but he canceled the debt and let him go. Amen? Verse 28, but when the servant went out, he found out of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. And now, remember, he was owning the, the king 10,000 back of gold. He begged, and God touched the king's heart. And the king showed mercy. Everybody showed mercy. Mercy goes both ways. Just like we want God to forgive us for our sins, God to show mercy. God give us grace, mercy, forgiveness. But why can't we have the same for others? Amen? We always want God to do, we always want somebody to do something for us. But when it's time for us, come on, somebody. Somebody's going to get set free from that selfish, jealous spirit tonight. We always want somebody to be there for us. We always want somebody to show into our life. We want somebody to do, but when it's time for us uh, to give out, to show somebody else's life, to be there for somebody else, where are we? Come on, somebody. Somebody just got set free from that selfish, religion, manipulation spirit. Amen? And so, I'm still reading. From, uh, this, I'm still reading Matthew 18, verse 28 now. And it says, but when the servant went out, he found of his fellow servant who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him. Isn't it something? The king just forgiven him. Of his debt of 10,000 bag of gold, this man only owns him 100 silver coins. Who knows gold is more than silver? Come on. Gold has a, a, a higher value. I mean, it, it, gold is more than silver. Amen? So, see, he forgot. I'm, he got, I say, spiritual amnesia. Thanks. Don't forget what God has done for you. Don't forget who God used to sow, to help you get where you at. Don't you ever Look down on nobody. When it wasn't, it wasn't, if it wasn't for God, for his grace, his mercy, to use people to help you, you wouldn't be where you at. You wouldn't have the job that you have. You wouldn't have the house that you have. You have to what you have if it weren't for God's grace. Come on. His mercy. Amen. And say, everybody, say, God works through people. God used people to help people. Amen. Just like Jesus he needed, he needed help. He had 12 disciples to deliver people from this prideful, selfish, religious spirit, thinking that God is going to do everything. No, God works through people who's willing to help people, who have a helping heart, who's willing to be obedient. Too many people quote in Psalms 121, don't quote the scripture, help your brother and sister. Amen. And when somebody helps you, show appreciation. There's too many selfish people in the body of Christ. They forget what God has done for them. 
who God used to help them, and now it's time for them to be a blessing, to be there where they're at. They MIA, missing in action. Tonight, my brothers and sisters, you need to repent from being selfish, from being prideful, from being jealous. But thinking that you, you're in the position you're in because it, because it was you. No, it was God's grace, his mercy, and a destiny helper that God used to help you. Never forget what God has done for you. Never forget the people God put in your path. Come on, somebody, that helped you, helped yourself. Say, say, I didn't get where I'm at by myself. God used people to help me help myself. Say that. God used people. So we all got to use, you know what I'm saying? We cannot forget what God has done and who the people we have used. Amen. I had to take me a, a water break. Amen. I'm, I'm continuing reading verse 28. It says, but, but when the servant went out, he finds one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabs him. Come on. Why ain't this something he's going to grab him and begin to choke him? Ain't this, this man, ain't this something about the spirit of pride? And how arrogant we could be prideful and arrogant. Somebody just re- released him of his debt. Instead of him walking in humility and, and, and gratefulness and thankfulness, he's going to grab him and begin to choke him. And he said, pay back what you owe me, he demands. Ain't there something? Somebody just forgiving you of a debt of 10000 back of corn. Of gold, you don't have to worry about you or your family, your children in, in prison, and you didn't have the same compassion, same understanding that somebody showed you. He didn't have. He didn't have that. And so many of of us, cause of people of God, we we have the, we we're just like that. We don't have compassion for others. We don't have. God bless you, Pastor D. I'm reading Matthew 18. And now I'm on the verse 28. Amen. And so he demanded the money. Verse 29 says, his fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him. See, now somebody's doing this. Just like he fell to, on his knees and asked the king to forgive him from his debt, somebody's doing the same thing to him. So he said, I'm, I'm Matthew 18, 29 reading. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me, and I will, I will pay it back. Verse 30, check this out. But he refused. Ain't that something? He was just released. The king just released him from his debt. Now it's time for the same man to have compassion, to be humble, and to be and do the same thing that the king did for him. Somebody said he got what? Spiritual amnesia. The Lord deliver me from spiritual amnesia. He got spiritual amnesia. He he got he got that quick. How God touched the king to forgive him, his wife and his kids from their debt. Amen. So now it's time for him to walk in the same mercy. Come on, mercy goes both ways. The walk in humility. Humility goes both ways. To release the debt. Let's see what he does. But he refused. Isn't that something? He refused to release the debt. He refused. Instead, he went off and had the men thrown into the prison. Oh, my God. That's how we are at times. Some, 
Some of them act just like that. It says, but he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man throw the prison until he could he could pay the debt. It's not something. He didn't have compassion. He didn't have understanding. A lot of us like that. We want we want people to have compassion and understanding. We want people to show. We want people to do everything for us. But when it's time for us, we don't want to do the same. Come on, somebody. Let let you gotta get delivered from the spirit of selfishness. And when the other servants saw what had happened, thank God, there's people that cared enough about the guy. And when the others saw it happen, they was out. It's true. You'll be out like, hold up. How dare you mistreat somebody when somebody just forgiving you from your debt? So they were outraged. And they went and told their master everything that happened. Verse 32. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant. That's why he's wicked. Anytime you don't have compassion in your heart, you don't have understanding, you're not mindful of other people, you wicked. He said, you wicked servant, he said, I cancel all that debt of yours because you begged me. See? He begged the king. Now somebody begged him. He got what? Spiritual amnesia. They say, Lord, deliver me from spiritual amnesia. He said, because you begged me, verse 32, shouldn't you have, see, I like 33. Oh, my God, sweet Jesus. I love 33. It says, shouldn't you have, have had mercy. I I said, we need to have mercy. Just like God has mercy for us, we need to have what? Mercy for others. Just like God forgive us for our sins, we need to what? We need to forgive people like God has forgiven us. We need to what? We need to we need to what? Have grace. God have grace. We, we, you understand? So it goes both ways. You cannot expect God to show you and use people to help you, but now it's time for you to show the same mercy and grace and help that God has given unto you. It's time for you to give back. Somebody said give back. So I love it. 33 says, shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? Come on, somebody. 34, in anger, his master handed him over to the jailer to be tortured until he, sh- he should pay back he, he, all he owed. And verse 35 says, See, this is how my heavy father would treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Amen. What did we learn here from the this, this, this story? In the book of Matthew 18, chapter 18, starting from verse 23, 18, verse 23, all the way down to 35, we learned that, number one, we need to have forgiveness in our heart. Number two, we gotta, we gotta, we have to have mercy. We have to learn to help. We cannot forget what God has done for us. We didn't. We we're not where we at on our own. God works through what people. Amen. So we learn a lot from this chapter. Amen. That do do not get spiritual amnesia. So when somebody comes to you, don't forget what has God done for you. Amen. Don't forget the people God used 
to help you. God say we God works through people. Amen. If God wants something done, He works through people. I'm gonna open the line. I see my my pastor on the line. I'm gonna open the line. God bless you, Pastor. I had, I had a situation, but I thank God it's finished. Amen. I'm opening line. Go ahead, Pastor. Pastor, bless you, woman of God. Yeah, go ahead, woman of God. God bless you. <laughs> Amen. Bless you, woman of God. We just um, praise the name of God that he have you in place and in position to teach his servants, his children about forgiveness, that which is much needed in the land of the living. Amen. We thank God for you being on post and pouring out into the people on today. Um, glory to God. Um, I, I, I I apologize for my lateness. Amen. Don't worry about that because you always get, you know, <laughs> I just thank you for being there. But what do you think about the scripture, Matthew eighteen twenty three down verse? You know, it, it, it's amazing how we get spiritual amnesia. And, 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 and that scripture to me is based on how some of us, you know, that God has uh, blessed, and it, 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 it really use people to help. God works through people. I don't know why religion and tradition people they say they, they put everything on God, but God used people to help people. I just want to get your input of this scripture. Go ahead, woman of God. Amen. Well, glory to God. You're absolutely right, uh, our woman of God. He does use individual. God operates through us. Amen. And um, and it's, it's absolutely amazing. Just like the man who was forgiven. Amen. For his death, you know, it's absolutely amazing that when someone, um, when he was in the same position, where he could have forgiven somebody else mm-hmm. for their death, he did not do a thing. Mm-hmm. And, and and what it just even begins to make me think about, even as I'm thinking about, you know, about it now, you know, we you know we come to the Father and we want God to forgive us, but if we can't forgive someone that has wronged us, then how can we expect the Lord to forgive us? Mm-hmm. Amen. We got to, we, it, 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 it's a process, it's a cycle, you know, of, of life. We want mercy, then, you know what I'm saying, if we want mercy from God, we got to be able to give mercy. Let us not forget about our sinful ways and the things that we've done that God had to forgive us for. Let Amen. us not put a, a yoke or a burden on someone else um, around someone else uh, because we won't be merciful or we won't have forgiveness. Mm. You know, you know, he he locked this man up and, and he put this man in prison. Yeah, think of grab this. You know, just, just just grab this. He had him locked up. And this is what happened when we don't have forgiveness. There, there's two jailings that goes on here when we don't have forgiveness, and and, and um. We don't have forgiveness in our heart, and we hold on to unforgiveness. So, you know, you first of all, you're locked up. You're imprisoning yourself with all the anger, the bitterness, and, and everything, with all of that that you're holding on to. Yeah. And because you're holding on to that, that's a weight that's upon you that also causes you not to be able to be alert, amen, not to be able to operate in self-control as well. And that position you for an open door for the enemy to come in and attack you in other areas. I want you to be mindful of that. The second thing, the second imprisonment is the person that you have 
the person that you will not forgive. You know, you you have you you have just boxed them in, and not so much of boxing them in from them moving forth in their lives. Amen. Not so much of moving move, moving forth in their lives because there are some people that hey you you haven't forgiven and they're going about their business. Sure is. But there are some people that you have not forget you have not forgiven. But guess what? You've boxed them in from being able to help you to do the things that God needs for you to do. How can even those that wrong me bless me if I won't even give them the opportunity to bless me because I'm holding on to unforgiveness? Come on. That's, that's, that's another sermon right there. I'm at the green. Look, close this one out and bring you back one and speak on that one. Ah, that's a, look, that's another sermon right there. So hold that thought. We're going to get you back on and teach on that one. No, it's true. No, it's true. No, it's true. No, it's true. Because let, 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 me, let me share. Okay, share, let, do what you have to say. Say what you have to say. I don't want to, you know, interrupt you. But I'm going to share testimony based on what you just said. And it's real. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to share my testimony. Go ahead. Amen. So, and I, I want to, I will leave with this, people of God. Don't place yourself in a place of bondage, because that's a place of bondage when you're holding on to unforgiveness. It is a place of bondage, and you don't want to be bound. You don't want to be bound. I mean, and, and the word declares, say, if somebody offends you seven times, if they offend you seven times, you still, you need to still have it in your heart to say yeah. what? I, you know what? I forgive you. Yeah. I forgive you. Even if, even if they don't have the capacity to ask for forgiveness, you need to just be willing to forgive. That's Why? Right. So that you won't carry the weight and the burden and that you won't open up yourself for even more spiritual attack because you have that door open of unforgiveness. And when you hold, uh, can harbor the spirit of unforgiveness, because that's a spirit. That's right. And when you can harbor onto that, unforgiveness have a lot of other things attached to it. Mm. Anger, bitterness, exactly. even selfishness, even pride, because it resentment. Yeah. Because it's, it's all, of, you know, at that moment, it's all about me. It's all about me, and so you open up yourself for those other those other type of attacks. And then guess what? A lot of people are sick. Yeah. Dying. A lot of people have died because they haven't forgiven. A lot of people yeah. have missed purpose, and, and 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 because they just they can't forgive. They haven't haven't brought into their mindset the capacity of to forgive. Yeah. So what? So the thing about with unforgiveness, you got to understand, you miss out on so much in life when you won't walk in the power of forgiveness. You miss out on walking in freedom. You miss out on walking in true love. You miss out on walking in the power of joy. You you, you miss out on so many things. And so many people miss destiny, they miss purpose, they miss the promises from God because they're holding on to unforgiveness. Don't let that be the door that you open that caused you to miss destiny. 
Amen. I'm going to turn it back over to you, woman of God. Now, woman of God, before I share my testimony, I want you to share a testimony on forgiveness because, you know, forgiveness, everybody has to walk in forgiveness, not just Sister Rosalind, because that's my assignment and the lifestyle for me. You know, and it's not me. It's God's grace and mercy. That times in my life, I've struggled with myself. Amen? But I want you to share your testimony, and I'm going to come and share my testimony. Go ahead, please. Amen. Glory to God. Let me say, I'm trying to figure out which one. <laughs> Amen. Which, which whatever, one? Whatever one that Glory God. Thank you. But I'm, I, I, I feel you. I'm just, I, I was just saying, oh, God, which, which one do you want me to, to, to want me to share? And um, I'm gonna, I could, I'm gonna share this one here. Um, I'm gonna share this one here because this is the one that I believe really unleashed my destiny. Okay. Um, growing up, you know, as as a young a young lady, a young girl, um, in a, in an environment that just wasn't conducive to who it was that God has called me to be. And so I, I wound up finding myself being conformed to an environment that that spoke into um being conformed to an environment that 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 shaped shaped my identity. And based upon what people said, and these are family members, you know, they'll say things, they'll they'll tell you, you know, um, you, you ain't going to be nothing and, you know, all these other things, or you're going to be just like this person or just like that person. You know, they never tell you who you are in Christ Jesus. I, I know I'm not the only person that's been in that position or been in that place. I, I wasn't, I was about 24, 26 when I realized that I was none of the things that those people said that I was uh, when I found when I found out who I really, really was in Christ Jesus. But what what freed me was this, freed me to begin to walk in the calling that God had called um called called me to was that I had to forgive every person that had spoken negative words over my life. You know, I, I had to forgive um you know, forgive my, my mom, my grand grandmother you know, my, my father, you know what I'm saying, for not being there, you know, and things of that nature. Because, again, because of the things that were spoken in the environment that I was raised up in, I found myself becoming that very product because that what was spoken, that was what I heard. That's why, you know, when they say faith come by hearing, that that, that word is, is what, what are you hearing to begin to believe? And based upon what I was hearing, I was I, that's what I believed, and that's what cultivated in my life. Even though at the, at that time it wasn't the things of God, but I had to come into a place where I had to learn God and learn who God was, and so I could learn who I was, and then so I could be free from, really free from all of the the foolishness that 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 people had spoken to me. And that point, even when I found out who God was and I found out who I was, I was angry. I was angry because I began to say I felt robbed. I felt that I had been robbed my whole childhood, my whole life. I had been robbed because people spoke things over my life that really wasn't me. That was that had that was not what God had called me to be. That was not who I was. You know, you spoke it to that people spoke into my life out of you know their, their pain, out of the environment, out of the situation or the circumstances or, or whatever it may be. But they did not. Speak to me 
of my true identity. So it created a false reality, amen, and, 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 it, and, it, and it formed, um, it, it for, began to form a person that was that God did not bring into existence. So I was angry. I, I was really, really angry, and I'm like, how dare people talk to me and how dare people tell me those type of things and that they would, no one never took the time to tell me the truth of who I really was. And so I was upset and very, very angry. And I had to come to a point, and I had to, even with that anger and, and everything, I had to come to a point where I just had to say, you know what, I'm going to let it go. I, I, You know, I forgive them for that because at the end of the day, now I know the truth. And the word says that you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So now I know the truth that who I am. You know, I can forgive them for what they said and even for what they done because, you know, I had to bring it to a, to, to a place where, you know, they did the best with what they had and what they knew of. But I had to release the unforgiveness for all the things that I went through through childhood so that I could even be released in purpose so that I can even begin to understand what it, who it was that God had called me to be and what it is that he's called me to do. And until I found my, found myself into a place of forgiveness, I couldn't even be birthed into, I couldn't even birth forward or move forward in the fullness of the identity in which God has called, had called me forth in. Amen. Amen. What a powerful testimony. That's why we got to know what God is speaking what. I'm wonderful, mate, Lord, because our family and people will speak things, speak these word curses. That's what they are. Yes, they will. If, if it's not the word of God, it says you the head not to tell you blessed coming in, blessed, and you wonderfully made in image and in all the, what God says. It's workers, you gotta repent and renounce it. And stand on the word and learn to love yourself. One thing I've learned in my time of grief, in my time of sickness last year, stay away from people, whether they family, friends, or church folks, because two people will do you wrong and act like nothing ever happened. Family and church folks. Never keep people around you who does not add and don't speak life. If, if people are not speaking life and they're not adding to you, forgive them and release them. It does affect your self-esteem. And people are, you know, constantly rejecting you and mistreating you. It, it, it affects your self-esteem. It does. It really does. Because then you feel like you don't deserve the benefits and, 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 and the promises that God has for you and I. God is not man. He don't discriminate. There's no big eyes and little me's in the kingdom of God. But a lot of times, because of low self-esteem, low self-worth and loneliness, which is a bad, bad combination, it will attract the wrong people, you know, and we got to get the heal and deliver from that. But forgive people. You're better off by yourself and learn to love yourself and work on yourself until God brings the people in your life that's going to add to you and build you up. And don't, you know, 
get delivered from it so you, it, you won't take it out on them. Amen. It's the process itself. It's the anger and the frustration and sometimes those negative thoughts come in your mind, you know, but we need to be healed and delivered. Amen. But I tell anybody, including myself, Amen. when I see people don't, you know, I always say you want to be around people that celebrate you, not tolerate me. When I see people that just tolerate me, they don't really want to be bothered with me. Hey, it's a mutual agreement. Ain't no hard feelings. I forgive you from a distance, you know. It's no hard feelings, but I'm not going to let you use and abuse me. You're not going to just call me with what you want. And there are people like that. They don't want to be bothered with you until they want something from you. Somebody just got that free. The only time they want to be bothered with you. It's sad. We live in the last days. People are real trifling. Got a lot of trifling people. They call them some family, and some people call them, and some of them are church folks. I'm just being real. I have to be real. From my experience, but you just got to love yourself and know that God loves you and that everybody out to hurt you. I have to learn that. Everybody out to hurt Roslyn. I'm sure past that to learn that. So I thank God for that powerful testimony. I know somebody, more than one, is going to hear this show, and they're going to thank the light bulb, and they're going to say, thank you, God. I, I'm not the only one that experiences if God could do it for uh, Pastor D and Prophetess Rosalind, I'm sure he could do it for me. But you got to take the steps. You can't do it on your own. Con- contact me in, in the ministry. Contact Pastor D. Amen. And know that it's God. Amen. He's the one. He gets the glory. He's your healer. He's your deliverer. But God does work through people. Mm-hmm. Amen. Um, you know, I, when, when Pastor D talks about um, opening your heart about opening your heart to forgive the person and letting them come in um, to help you or to bless you, she, she, uh, she, she's right. I haven't seen my father in five years. I have not seen my father. My mother died in 2010. Then my, my nephew got married October 2010. I think that's the last time I saw my father at my nephew's beautiful wedding in, in October 2010. My father and I always had a challenging relationship since I was a baby. He was never a father. He was, I mean, he would come around. We had any family gatherings, cookout. He was there for my, you know, elementary school graduation, junior high school graduation, high school, even when I graduated from straight school. But emotionally, Financially, he was never there. Financially, my father never made sure I had money. I had things for school, you know, graduation, my pictures, my ring, never. Financially, he was never there. He never gave us no child support. My mother, you know, only she know. She never got nothing for him. He's very selfish, very selfish man. He never took care of the four, me and my, um, my two sisters and my brother that we, you know, and he's always been selfish. He, mo- I mean, you know, he never called. He never, he never cared as a father. Now, physically, he would be there at any event. He would be there, but financially, as a father, as a mother, your children need you there emotionally, spiritually, and financially. You got to be there in all areas, not just one area. Even in relationships, even in marriage. You know. You have to be in all areas. You just can't be in this one area. No, you have to be in all area. So my father's never been there. And, 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 and I said, God, I know what your words say, 
And my mother and I got into a lot of arguments because my mother never spoke up about my father not being there for us. I'm 42 years old. I never received a birthday card from my father. That's that's painful. My father don't even know my own birthday. That's how sad it is. So um, um, when my brother got killed in April of this year, my father never picked up the phone. You know, um, my brother, Troy, we have the same mother but different fathers. But still, that you know, if you hear somebody, I never heard people that that know somebody here that they lost a loved one, lost somebody, don't pick up the phone. You know, don't reach out and say, I'm sorry to hear about the loss, your loss, your, 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 your or my condolences. I never, I can't believe how people could be like that. But I pray that God will touch their heart, that you have compassion for people. My father never once called me, even when I didn't go to my own brother's funeral. He never called. For 40-plus years, my father had kept my brother. I didn't even know I had a brother named Melvin. Melvin knew about me and my two brothers and my sister, but we didn't know about him. So all these years, my father has kept us away from my, what you call it, half-brother, step-brother, half-brother, you say, but that's still my brother. And it's painful. Somebody knows about you, but you don't know about them. That's very painful to have a loved one that they know about you, but you don't know about them. And so we found out about my, my half, about Mel, let me stop calling him because he's my brother, um, on my father's birthday, that, July of this year. And, and, you know, I was I was angry. I'm like, what gives him the right to keep my brother away from me? You know, I didn't get a chance to grow up with my brother. I didn't get a chance to argue with him. And, you know, like me and my other brother, Troy, we had a relationship. We used to argue bump heads, but. We loved each other. You know, I could share stories with you about my brother, Troy. He was a character. He was a hot mess. But we had a, I was a baby sister, but, you know, I was more than his baby sister. And so, you know, we I could share stories, the good, bad, and the ugly. But instead, my father kept my brother Melvin. But I don't really have no story. I just met him. You know, I just met him on August. When I went to New York. I went on 21st last month. And, I mean, I felt good, and I told my brother, I said, brother, I, 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 when I heard about you, I was angry. I'm like, how dare my father kept me away from me? But I was so happy to have a brother, you know. And I said, brother, you know, we, we can't go back to Paris. I go for it. You're my big brother. I'm your baby sister. <laughs> and to me, he looked more like my father than any other of us. Look like him, act like him, even sound like him. I'm like, oh, Jesus, even sound like him. And so God had a you know, way for me to see my brother. I met my brother. I met his wife, Shirley, and my other nephew. He got two other nephews I have, I didn't have met. But my father came the next day. And I had a lot of unforgiveness towards my father because, not because I've kept my brother Melvin away from me or he's just definitely a part of it, because, in my time of grief, when somebody's grieving, somebody going through something, they need support, amen? They need somebody to come see them. They need somebody to pick up the phone once a week. They need somebody to just do something nice for them and be mindful of them, what they're going through. And it's just so sad. And I said, God, you know, my uncle, I didn't even know my uncle, 
My uncle died about 12, 13 years ago. I was living in Houston. I flew from Houston, Texas, all the way to New York just to be there for my father, for uncle. I didn't even know. I spoke to my uncle David maybe twice, but I never knew David. But make a long story short, I was hurt. I said, how dare him not be there for me in my time of grief? And some other things. And by seeing him at my brother's house, I did what Matthew eighteen fifteen through 17 tells you. you have, in life, you, you got to tell some people, you have, you have to say, I forgive you, or I'm sorry. I had to tell my father, I forgive him for a lot of things. You know, I just have to be real with him. And then he, he apologized to me. He apologized to Melvin, which I wanted him to do that. Because when you keep your kids away from the other siblings, it caused rejection. It caused jealousy. We don't know how it affects Melvin. And it hurt me because I told him, I said, brother, we didn't even know about you. I said, the difference between us and you, he, he, was, he was around us, but he never was there for us. And so, you know, this brings a lot of closure and answers to his life. Parents, be honest with your kids about siblings and, their, you know, who's their father, who's their mother. It, you know, don't, when you do that, it, it leaves resentment. It leaves Everybody needs closure. Everybody needs peace. Everybody needs to know who are their family, you know. And so I was thanking God because not only he apologized to to Melvin, he didn't apologize to me because of the spirit of pride, but he apologized to Melvin. And that was part of my healing, too, for Melvin all these years, not knowing and not being a part of my assistant brother life. And then that day, I spoke to him. I asked him for some money, and he gave me he gave me some two he gave me two hundred dollars. So thank God because I forgive him, my father. <laughs> I feel I was blessed with two hundred dollars. Amen. So God used him to bless me. Amen. And I really need the money, but I just thank God that I was able to forgive my father. Amen. And see him and hug him. I said, Roslyn. You teach on forgiveness. Don't let the enemy attack you. You know, you know about it. I said, because life is too short. Today and tomorrow ain't promised to none of us. We need to forgive people. We need to go to people and say, I forgive you or I'm sorry. We need closure. So many of us are walking around with anger and baggage. Go to that person and say, I forgive you. Go to them and say, I'm sorry. Don't put it off. You know, don't put things off. Go. Tomorrow is not a, And I just thank God, you know, I was able to talk to my father and hug him and, you know, and say, God, you know, keep praying for his heart and him, his, you know, salvation. I just thank God. Amen. Through all the hell I've gone through, I thank God, you know, I was able to see my father. I was able to forgive my father. I was able to see my brother I never knew. And he got his healing. He got a sorry from my father after all these years. And, you know, and we was able to talk about some things. Amen. So I just thank God that forgiveness is a lifestyle, and it's not me. You know, a lot of times I feel like Charlie Brown. Why is everybody keep picking on me? I paid a big price to teach this message. Amen. But I just thank God for the power of forgiveness in my time of grief, in my life, and it's not, it has nothing to do with me. It's God. 
And I know this testimony that I'm sharing and Pastor Share is going to set a lot of people free. So please contact me at Jennings at yahoo.com. Also, Facebook, Power of Forgiveness, inbox me. And share this share this teaching. And after I finish the altar call, um, you know, in the next 10 or 15 minutes, go back and listen to it and share it with somebody. Somebody needs to forgive. Somebody needs to say, I'm sorry. Somebody needs to say, I forgive you because. Amen. So I just thank God for um, me be able to come on tonight because I didn't really know what to teach tonight. I didn't know what I teach on the, the book dealing with generation curses, which I'll probably do another teaching another time, or share about um, Lord delivering people from, you know, and I'm just glad that we can share about, we share testimonies on forgiveness. Pastor, give out your information as well, and, we, and then after that, do an altar call, and we're going to wrap it up. Go ahead, Pastor. Okay. Um, I am Pastor Deron Shazorn with Divine Order Restoration Ministries International. And you can find me um, on Facebook. You can um, put um, Divine Order Restoration Ministries, or you can go to the website at divine-order.org and find all the information um, about me as well. You can also pick me up on at Talk to seven days a week at 5.30 a.m. in the morning. Amen for our prayer and word of empowerment session. And the um, call ID is 138-944. Amen. All to the glory of God. If you need to contact me, um, you can. it's a contact page out on my on the website, and you can always message me on Facebook as well if you need to contact me directly. Amen. Um, also, the ministry number is 678-740-366. Seven six, Amen. All to the glory of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, this is a very, um, you know, serious moment that we all should um, hold, you know, hold dear to our heart and, and be very considerate of of this this moment. So at this moment, we want to just open. We're just going to open up. Um, the floor here for salvation for anyone out there that's listening to us, and even for those who would listen later to this broadcast. Amen. And we just want to do the prayer of salvation with you. No one knows the hour that Jesus will come. And we want to make sure that we have it right, you know, with him, that we have received salvation so that we can meet God in our in our eternal glory with him. Amen. Um, to God be the glory. Thank you, Jesus. And it's, it is it's not a hard process or even a long process, but it is the best choice and the best decision that you will ever make in your entire life. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory. And it's just simply this. Do you acknowledge Jesus Christ, amen, as the Son of God? You acknowledge him as the son of God. You confess that, yeah, you are a sinner, that you are a sinner. Do you confess that, you know, Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Do you confess in your heart that, hey, you know that Jesus came upon the earth to be the sacrifice for you, to pay the debt of sin for you? 
and that he died on the cross for your sins, and that he was raised up on the third day to redeem you for the empty life that you inherited from your ancestors. And if you believe any, if you believe those things that I just previously said, and if you pray this prayer with me, you shall be saved. Amen. To God be the glory. The prayer is, Father, I know that I have broken your laws and my sins have separated me from you. I am truly sorry, and now I want to turn away from my past sin, sinful life toward you. Please forgive me and help me avoid sinning again. I believe that you that you that your son Jesus Christ died for my sins, was resurrected from the dead, is alive today, and hear my prayers. I invite Jesus to become the Lord of my life, to rule and reign in my heart from this day forward. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen, and amen. And if you pray that prayer, you are now saved. And know that God has filled you with his Holy Spirit until Jesus come back again as a deposit of the inheritance that you just walked in we're now being co-heirs with Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior. Amen. We welcome you to the kingdom and the body of the Lord. In Jesus' name, God bless you, and we celebrate you in this moment and in this hour. Amen. That you are now saved. And if you go home, even in the next second, that you would be with your Lord and Savior throughout eternity. Amen. God be the glory. Turn back over to you, um, Prophet. Amen. Thank you. We just want to thank God for salvation. We thank God for healing. We thank God for deliverance. Thank you, Lord. We thank God for giving us a testimony. God is there is in a testimony business, healing business, deliverance business. God mm-hmm. is, you know, you can have a testimony if you allow God to give you a testimony. Amen. We have a testimony on forgiveness because we choose to forgive. Amen? Amen. Because God gave give us the strength, the grace. We we didn't do it on our own. It was God. He gets the glory. He gets all the honor. But I choose to forgive in spite of being rejected, being abandoned, being isolated. But, you know, I, I choose to forgive. Amen? Because my forgiveness has nothing to do with who hurt me. It's about me. Being set free, Amen. So, so remember, you have a choice to forgive and have your own forgiveness testimony. And so, I want to thank each and one of you for joining us tonight. Remember, we we have a TV ministry here. We need your financial support. We need people to get the word out. Um, if you out there have a radio or television program, I would love to be your guest. So please get this. Uh, help me. Um. Assignment of forgiveness messages to get out. Amen. Um, passes on every morning, 5.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Faithful. And I thank God she has given me the opportunity to come on to minister Tuesday. Thank God. Nobody but God, grace and strength, waking me up that time in the morning. And thank you, Pastor, for waking me up. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. So I'm going to go ahead and play some music, then we're going to release it. I'm inviting everybody back here at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Monday. 
and we have up, we will have Pastor Edward on as well. So we just want to thank you and enjoy your weekend. This weekend, pick up the phone and go see somebody and tell somebody you forgive them. Tell somebody you're sorry. Amen. And show somebody the love of Christ. Love is action, not lip service. Have a good weekend.